Hey y'all, welcome to In The Mist. My name is Dwakalala, but feel free to call me Vicky, your very best friend. Today, um, it's been a long time. I really have to get better at being consistent again and just uploading weekly or at least just being on my grind because I feel like I've been focused on a lot of things and a lot of things has been happening in my life um and today i don't even have the regular setup that i would have for my podcast but yeah i didn't even need to know that but all to say that i feel like there's going to be a part two for this um episode because i feel like i'm not going to be able to get everything that i want to get out all at once and i just want to add a lot more to it but i feel like maybe i should start like a different like segment where it's almost like a a short episode where i give you kind of the idea of what i'm going to be talking about and just um talk a little bit about it not be a little not too serious not to a lot of the times i want to have like bible verses for you but i didn't have um what do you call it i didn't prep anything for this episode and i just wanted to speak from my own experience because when i first started this um podcast it was about my journey with god and just evolving and everything surrounding that and i wanted to talk about it today i just wanted to talk and i feel like in the next um episode when i make like a part two or like something that is (laughs) that makes um what do you call this that makes sense or that pairs well like a sister episode i don't know what to call it um with this then it'll be that but i just wanted to talk today i just wanted to talk and it's one of the things that i feel like maybe i'll have like verses but i won't have it like the scriptures not by like oh hebrews this this that um it'll probably be something that i remember um the verse the scripture i remember it but don't remember like which book and which like verse it's coming from anyway like i said i'm learning and i learned philippians 4 6 to 7 and so i'm really proud because it's like slowly happening um as i read and as i see the same scriptures over and over again but that's that's to say that this episode is I don't want to say it's going to be short because a lot of times I say that and it doesn't happen, but I feel like it's really just going to be me talking about these experiences and I'm hoping that anyone who listens is going to be able to understand where I'm coming from because as you can see, the title, Ignorance is Bliss, and you may be thinking out, Vicky, what are you talking about? Well, I'm going to get into that because I feel like I'm slowly learning the hard way why God doesn't want us to experience a lot of things why he tells us not to do certain things because ignorance is bliss and i don't think that's uh something that someone a christian or anybody would really say i don't really i've never heard anybody say that um ignorance is bliss usually people are looking to learn more and more about things but in this scenario there are certain times where just not knowing works to your advantage and i'm gonna talk about it I know I told you guys that when I came back, um, that I was going to be telling you guys about the crap that I've been through or like the things, the doors that I I don't open that didn't need opening. And I'm just going to talk about how hard it is now that I opened those doors that God told me not to open. 
So that's what this episode is gonna be about. So lay back, get your popcorn, get your tea because that's it's gonna be some spilling here. It's gonna be some exposing of your dear old sister Vicky, but it's something that I am trying to now leave behind all of the bad habits and just letting God refine me, even though it hurts. Anyway, that's what this this episode is going to be about. So, you know, stay tuned. (laughs) Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to take a time because I've been really bad at doing this telling you guys to um take the time to let you know to please rate my podcast so that more people can listen and i say this in my other podcast and i'll say it here also if you get to the gates of heaven and they ask you if you rated my podcast to give you a review or anything you say no and you can't make it honestly it won't be anyone's fault but yourself i as your little sister as your big sister whatever you want to call me i'm really trying to just look out for the best interest so i really would appreciate um if you guys would rate this share this whatever it is so that more people can hear because i do want to share my journey and it's sometimes it's hard but i'm hoping that more people will get to listen and more people would actually benefit from my misfortunes <laughs> or like all of the things that i go through And just sharing the gospel with other people because I feel like and I know that this is the best place that I can be in my life with God, even though it's extremely difficult at times. I know that he's by my side and I just want to share that with everyone. So I really would appreciate it. And I also wanted to take some time before we get into this episode to promote my book. Um, I wrote a book. It's called Lonely Together by Bakalala. You can find it on Amazon. And um, I wanted to say that it's not about condemnation. There are heavy biblical words that are used toward the ends of the book but it's not meant to scare anyone and god at least for my life because some of the experiences or things that goes on in the book happen in my life i now know that god loves me regardless of anything and he's really just trying to look out for my best interest as you will see as i speak on what's going on and what i've been through and all of the things i've tried and it's just backfired right in my face um in this episode god is just trying to protect us from the things that we don't know and that anyone can repent anyone can accept grace and that if at the end you do choose to reject god like he loves everyone he created all of us but at the end of the day our actions have consequences and he is trying so hard to keep us away from it but this book is really to show everyone that he loves them he loves them with all of their heart and that you can have a relationship with him no matter what's going on in your life and no matter how imperfect you may think he loves you and he knows you if you could just bring everything to him, the perfect, the good, the bad, and the ugly, he can transform you in ways that you cannot even imagine. And just know that in his heart, he just wants what's good for every single one of us. And I just, I wrote it in a relatable way. He gave me the idea, obviously, so praise to him. Um, but it's a really good book and, you know, I would read it. <laughs> but so, yeah, I'll leave everything in the description. So go check it out. And um, this the topics are about sex trauma and the gospel but anybody can read it 
Um, you can buy it for your mom. You can buy it for your dad. You buy it for everybody, okay? So just go ahead and support your sister, spread the gospel, learn about God, and enjoy the book. So we'll get into the episode really quickly. <laughs> okay, so as we begin the episode, I am trying something new. My sister um, told me that maybe I should try playing around with the music and whatnot. So you guys let me know if you like it when I play some music all throughout the episode or maybe when I'm talking or whatever. I'm just trying to figure out what works best for me. But I have my notes here. Um, And this actually took me a long time to make. But um, like the video, not the video, the episode was just it just it's been days that I've been trying to make this. But I have the tea because like I told you guys before and I'll say it again like I went through like stages um right after um my encounter with God where I was really on fire with God and then I fell off and then just was doing all kinds of crap and I told you when I came back that the world has nothing for you and it's true and with the title of this episode you get to understand that really sometimes not knowing is better because now that i've exposed myself to so many things it's hard it's hard it's so hard um and this is actually not even in my notes but part of the things that it's good to not know is even like watching porn or exposing yourself to those sexual things like before i didn't before i saw what i saw it wasn't as hard to stay away from it But as soon as I exposed myself to all of these things, it became so much harder. And it's now something that I have to battle with. And I even, at some point, I don't know when it was, but one thing about me, I just, with drugs, mm -mm. I never wanted to do it. I never wanted to do weed. Like, I've never smoked it, but I've had edibles before. And it was one of those things where I was just like, you know what? I just want to know how, what it feels like. I know I don't really care about weed. You know, if anything, I would have had like maybe a couple of drinks or something. Um, and it wasn't often, though. It was like occasional, happened rarely. Um, but it was something I was like, you know what, I'm going to just stick with alcohol and whatnot and be like, because God turned water into wine. And I'm going to get into all of that later on during this episode. But it will, it was one of those things that I felt a lot more comfortable with doing that is alcohol or just even the thought of it in my older age that I was going to be drinking and not you know anything else um but yeah I opened the door to having edibles because smoking it was something that was never going to happen so you know what I did I inquired some and um I did it and at first I hated it I thought I was on crack honestly if my boyfriend wasn't with me to just keep me safe and all that stuff I don't know what I would have done because he was just a pillar of light honestly like a pillar of light he was just there with me even though I was doing some stupid crap um and he just was with me and um I tried it and he actually you know told me that I wasn't on crack it was it was it was it was a whole different story, but I, the first time was terrible. I hated it, but for some reason, I just kept going back. I think it was because after the thing about weed or edibles, the thing about it is that if you eat a lot of it, there is no way that you're not going to get high. There is no way that you're going to be just, you know, 
you can't take it out of your system once it's there it's there and you have to ride the wave and i took more than my tolerance because i was a newbie you know what i mean i tried it for the first time i was like it's not doing nothing it's not doing nothing because i had tried it before and it was just like weak ones and so um i didn't feel anything um but the second time when i started to feel something i was like oh you know what i mean i thought it was gonna stop there boy was i wrong i do not recommend please if you haven't tried it do not try it don't open that door because it's it's just hard it's just hard not even because it's so good because i experience anxiety i've experienced anxiety a lot of times and being in that state of mind will make me freak out but for whatever reason i felt like it just had a, a hold on me like if it was offered i feel like why not and because i continued to do it at some point it was something that was happening often I would take it in small amounts, but it was something that I would keep me like this state of mind that was just relaxed and the sleep was good and all that stuff that it became one of those things that although I'm not addicted, it's something that is hard to not think about. Um, and sometimes it's one of those things that even when you don't want it, it's like if it's presented or if it pops your mind, it's like, oh, I should inquire some. And that's something that I just want to tell every young person if you haven't tried it, like sometimes it's best to not know. It is best to not know. Like, I was freaking out. I was bugging out. I really was. I really thought I was on some hard drugs. And just because it's, like, used for medicine and people, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people say you, you can't overdose on it and whatnot. And it's safer, quote-unquote, than most, um, like, hard drugs. It's not like a heroin or anything. It's something that can, like, cause so much in your life than you even realize because there was a point in time where especially if I took a lot of it I was so lazy like I couldn't do anything productive with my life I just wanted to eat and sleep it makes you um want to eat a lot like there are times where I ate so much and I felt nothing because my stomach felt like just like a black hole and I was just stuffing my face and when the high would wear off it's like I could feel so heavy because I ate so much but you didn't feel it because you're just so focused on the taste of the food that you forget that you're actually inhaling food and you're not supposed to. And that's a sin. Gluttony is a sin. And it's just one of those things where it's like people can think of it as a harmless thing. But once you actually do it, there's so many gateways, so many gateways to wanting to have sex, so many gateways to eating a lot, which is gluttony. And you just want to do all the things that it's irrational. You're not productive. You're lazy. And as much as people don't understand, I'm not sure if like laziness is a sin, but it's one of those things that a, a child of God and God doesn't call us to be lazy. Basically, like if you think about anybody who was, you know, a servant, they're a servant, they're doing something, they're doing something at all times. And that doesn't mean that you can't relax. Doesn't mean that you can't just, you know what I mean? Um, chill once in a while. But it's one of those things where it's like, that's all I felt like doing. Like when I was high, you just, especially when you're all the way up there, you, you can't even like moving feels like such a chore. You will sit in a position for minutes on end without moving an inch because it feels like this is the perfect um, position to be in. And if I move even one follicle of hair out of my face, that this is taking so much energy out of me, like you don't want to do anything but sit and eat literally and it's a life that I, at some point I was just like what am I doing with my life I could be doing so many things with my life and I'm just sitting here eating wasting my money away 
on getting this thing and and just continuing to 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 do this this thing that at some point I don't even want to do it anymore like I really didn't like I sometimes I took it and didn't even want to do it like it's 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 such a it messes up your psychological like thing in general it's it didn't make sense but we're gonna skip into it because I don't want to dwell too much on that and go to the next point as far as even like another thing that I wish that I didn't open the door to is going to clubs now see about me I like to party I like to dance I like to vibe I just I love everything surrounding that and it's there's no problem with 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 partying there's no problem with like um what do you call this enjoying yourself as far as um you know in a manner that is not in a manner that doesn't dishonor your relationship with god that's all i'm gonna say depend and that's your own business with god whatever lines feel comfortable whatever you're being convicted about but for me i wish i never went to clubs because just the environment of it it's like it's not promoting anything godly the things that happen even with the kind of like um just vibe you feel in that place it's not like angels are there so I am starting to see that although things may look harmless, they may not be as harmless as we think. And I'm not trying to condemn anybody that's went to the club or anything like that. But I just feel like for me personally, I wish I never opened that door because the music that's being played and some musics are prayed over as far as like not by religious people or not religious people, by Christians or anybody trying to pray so that you can catch the Holy Spirit. No, it's in fact some things that um a lot of musicians and a lot of songs that are popular it's the reason why we're so hooked on it it's like sometimes it's because of the things that it makes us feel that a lot of times it's not godly i don't know if anybody has ever heard a song and just been aroused or like felt like mm, maybe i want some freaky freaky dicky or whatever i don't know like it's one of those things that it's like sometimes these things are just gateways they just they just open doors so even though like itself like listening to secular music i don't think it's like a sin in itself but it's like the things that you're exposing yourself to it's like all of the doors that it can be opening to all of these sexual things all of these sins it could cause you to fall it's like a door it's like a little escalator to to sin sometimes i like to think of it and even the alcohol and I think something that really I didn't really think about until recently um, was how like a lot of shops would call themselves wine and spirits. I don't think that's coincidental because a lot of times these crazy things are right in our faces, but we're just blind to it. Because why do you have to go into a store, buy liquor, and it's like wine and spirits? I honestly believe that's something be attached to it sometimes and it makes me feel uncomfortable like it just like no i'm here to purchase liquor not spirits but it's like you get a two for one deal or something like i <laughs> i don't know but it's one of those things where i feel like we the more you talk to god i just certain things just become uncomfortable your spirit don't feel comfortable going to certain places but the thing about me going to a club was that so there are certain things that just opening up yourself to is like some ex certain experiences at least for myself with going to the club and like I said I am not condemning anybody that's went to the club and that doesn't take away from your relationship with God like I said before the most important thing is for you to talk to God because after that he's the one who's gonna open your eyes to certain things you may move away from certain things that you used to do because he you just cannot be the same after being like in the presence of God and actually seeking his face but 
you know, he loves you and everything that he's doing is for your protection. And that's something that I've learned. But opening that door for me, like going to the club, because it is something that I like enjoy doing, just partying, um, just dancing to music because I love dancing and um, drinking. Like I noticed that there was a dependency that was being built um, with alcohol even before I had um, went to the club because a lot of times I found myself um, drinking only when I felt um, sad. I felt sad. I felt, you know, depressed or whatever was going on in my life. Like I, I used it as an escape and it was something that became like a dependency. And instead of running to God, I would be running to a bottle. There are times where things weren't going or looking right in my life. And instead of just praying to God about it, I used alcohol and the feeling of being tipsy and all that stuff was something that I really enjoyed. And because I opened myself to that kind of place where I wasn't drinking for my stomach, (laughs) it's, it's, it caused me to be dependent on it and not on God. And it can lead to addiction and praise God that I'm not addicted to it. But it's something that it's like, it's actually hard to say no to now, because at this point, I'm in the place where I'm trying to stop drinking, because I don't want to be dependent on it. I want it to be that if I actually do drink, it's the way that God intended it to be. And we're going to go into some scriptures, because a lot of people think that because Jesus turned water into wine, that we should be getting drunk. And that's not the case because everything is in moderation and when you're drunk sometimes you can get violent you can not think rationally you can do things that you will regret because you're not in a state of mind where you can actually think logically not only can you also get into accidents so please people do not underage drink um it's you just need to leave your brain to develop because the things that even happen when you drink is it's crazy and being drunk is not fun I did it. I got drunk once and I cried. I cried because I was so uncomfortable. It's one of those things where I was like, I will never do this again. That was a lie because in that moment, I felt I, I felt it in my hearts of hearts and in my souls of souls. I meant it. I meant it with everything that I could put my life on. But, you know, sometimes we mean things and then when the time passes, we just go right back to it. But I came from a family trip and um, the first day I talked to God. You know, alcohol was presented, everybody was drinking, but, and I wanted to, but I was, I was thinking like, this is something that I have to let go of because I don't want to build a dependency on it. And I want to be able to have control over my own like decisions, not to be influenced by a thing like, oh my God, I have to do it or whatever. And nobody pressured me or anything, but to sit there and see all of my peers, um, what do you call it? All my family have a drink and all that stuff and being, you know, tipsy and all that stuff. And just, it made me feel left out so much. And I have FOMO. That's something I'm trying to work on. It's okay to miss out. Okay. I don't have to be in everything or experience everything because experiencing those things is what got me here in the first place. Opening those doors that didn't need to be opened. It made no sense. But like I was saying, we're going to read some scripture here before we continue. Um, First Peter Chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. That sentence, that verse always got me scared. But it is true. He's really just praying around, looking around for anybody who can get, like, just snatch them. And a lot of times we give door, 
like we do things that open the door for him to come and just ruin our lives or make us do things like what i've realized and it's a it's a beautiful thing is that we have so much power than we think we do like yes the enemy could come and influence us or try to get us to do certain things but at the end of the day we have the decision to do it or not to do it we have the decision to either give in or run to god and the first day at the trip i went to god i told him god i want to drink and when i drink i knew that i wasn't gonna drink for my stomach i knew i was gonna drink to feel something I was going to be out of this world, just walking around, wobbling. That's what I wanted. And I was like, I know that that's not what you want me to do. I know that you want me to break out of this independency, dependency to alcohol. And um, I told him, I was honest with him. I was like, Lord, if you don't step in, I'm about to do something. Like, I, I really feel like I'm drinking. I'm going to drink tonight. And I don't know if this is me snitching on myself. That's what I was telling the Lord. I literally said, I was like, I don't know if this is me snitching on myself, but I'm really hoping that you pull through and allow me to not do it. And after this prayer, which I felt it in my heart to not pray because there was just something that was pulling me towards the prayer, but there was something pulling me away from praying. But I will be grateful. I'll be grateful. I'll be, I'm excited to tell you guys that I didn't drink that day. And it is because I prayed. It is because I came into God's presence and really told him about even me basically admitting that there's a strong chance that I will be messing up tonight. And I just told him, I know you love me. And I just want to be able to make you proud. I want to be able to break out of this. And I know I can do everything with you by my side. But right now I feel weak and I need help. If you don't help, I, I, it's just this, there's a strong chance I'm having a drink. And I went outside because uh, I was in a room. I prayed a little bit. I went and they started making the drinks and I was just looking at it. But I didn't drink. And I'm not saying that it was easy. And I'm not saying it was easy because it was hard. I went back and forth. I went back and forth. And at some point, I almost even gave in. But he literally, like I always tell God, like if at any point I become weak, I want you to block whatever. Like just make sure that it doesn't happen. You have permission, which it, he doesn't need, but he's a gentle God. He never forces anything on anybody. But I sometimes need the little push, like whether you want to do this, you're not doing it. And I always tell God, like, stop it if I am becoming crazy. But something happened that caused, even though I was going to decide, even though I was going to drink at that point, I had made the decision, you know what, I just, I felt too weak or whatever. I felt like I couldn't do it. He came in and stepped in and I ended up not drinking. Now, the following days was not it at all. I didn't pray. I didn't ask for help. I didn't even want to try to be, like, to stop myself. So I ended up drinking like for the remaining of the trip but as I came back home I realized that that's something that I like I understand like I try maybe I give myself a pass like oh I'm on a vacation you know what I mean whatever whatever but still that's something that I shouldn't you know I should have asked for help and whether I'm on a vacation or not if I'm trying to stop it doesn't change just because I'm in a vacation so after that I told myself that I was actually really gonna try so now I'm hoping to ask God every time when I feel weak because he really pulled through and a lot of times it's just we end up falling into things or doing things because we don't even ask because we just want to do what we want to do um and there's also a dependency that can come out of it we can also read um Ephesians 5 18 which says and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery I don't even know if I'm saying that right but be filled with the spirit and debauchery um in google translation 
um, not translation, in Google definition is defined as extreme indulgence for pleasure of the senses. An explanation of a debauchery, Jesus Christ, is an orgy. <laughs> Orgies, extreme indulgence in sensual pleasures and all that stuff and i feel that for me at least personally when i get tipsy i feel really good like i feel sensations all over my body the way that my i see the world the way that my body feels the way that i experience music it's a sensation that i don't get to feel when i am like sober just because you know i'm not under the influence of anything but i do be feeling high when i've prayed um to god like there's just a sense of like you open your eyes and you just things just look a little different you just feel a little heavier a little bit it's an experience because spirituality or just being in the presence of god does change stuff but being like completely sober just regular degular it's it's, it's a different feeling from being drunk as anybody would um assume or know or whatever but god the way he said it at least from this verse and i'm open to talking to anybody about any interpretations that you may have because a lot of times when you do read you have to read the whole chapter or even the whole book to understand what the thing was about um but from this verse what i'm understanding um is that you know he doesn't want us to be you know he doesn't want us to be just drunk he made the wine for the stomach and we're actually going to read first timothy 5 23 which this is the esv because the king james was just too hard to read no longer drink only water but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent alignments or whatever however you want to say that last word and this is just to say like drink for taste because i think that wine was created for the taste like the way that you would drink soda or maybe um like juice you know just for the taste not for you to become out of this world or drunk out of your mind like that's not what god wants us to do and a lot of people use this um you know god turned water into wine as a way to abuse alcohol and it even talking to my sister when she asked me why I wanted to give it up or just stop was and I told her I feel dependent on it and she explained to me how she first uh, once at some point was depending and running away and trying to escape through alcohol but now she started like looking at it in the sense like why am I drinking if it's for to escape she doesn't do it if it's just for enjoyment she does it so I think that you know that wine or drinking is not a sin necessarily but i feel that the way that you do it could be sinful if you're just drinking you know with your family you're you have a little some some and you're just chilling i think that's okay and like i said bring it up to god not me don't take my word for it and run because i'm not a i'm not a preacher or anything like this is just my experience i'm trying to learn god and learn my journey with him and i want to take you guys with me as i learn and grow in my relationship with God but always I always encourage you guys to go back and talk to him for yourself so that he can expose or reveal things for you that you know a conviction for me could not be a conviction for you like it's it depends because we're all different people certain things get us different ways and some people can just have a little bit of alcohol without using it or abusing it but as for me I realized that I was abusing it so I wish that I never opened that door because it is now hard to you know not drink it's hard for me to not drink when i am upset or mad or sad because i have used it in a way to comfort me that made me feel all right in that moment and now it becomes one of those things where it's like a reflex that i now have to 
to to to try and stop myself from doing it. and that process can be very painful to give it up but if i never did it i would have never had to deal with this stuff so god is doing us a favor and he's protecting us from ourselves because he loves us and he wants us to be free and i'm going to leave it at that and you know what time it is because it's salvation call it's salvation call and you guys say i'm not a singer you guys said that i'm not a singer okay that's you guys could never even but i just wanted to open this um part out again to salvation call so stick around for the prayer because anybody can accept jesus into their life as their lord and savior i am telling you that it's the best thing that could have ever happened to me a couple of days ago i actually wanted to make like a shorts or whatever that's what i wanted to call it but maybe i'm stealing from youtube but i wanted to call do just a little clip like a two minutes five minutes clip of just saying how much i was happy because i was worshiping god in my in the car um and I was playing loud music, just gospel. And I felt such a joy from within that, like, I can't get it. You can't make it up. You can't fabricate it. You can't fake it. And that was just because I was worshiping God. Like, I was literally telling him how great he was through my music or through the songs I was playing. And it made me feel fulfilled. That's why I always encourage people to worship in pain, praise in pain, whatever it is. Because our soul, he's the only one that can feel it. And we're more soul. We're a more jesus we're more so than <laughs> anything so if you want to accept god into your life today this is the time you can repeat this prayer with me and if you're an og if you know god if you don't know god try try him out if you want to rededicate your life this is here for you as well you can repeat this after me and just accept god into your heart because he will transform it and make it better so let us, let us pray. Father, I know that I have sinned. I believe that you sent Jesus Christ to die for my sins and raise them up on the third day. I received Jesus Christ into my heart and I confess that he is my Lord and Savior. I am not perfect. I receive and accept the gift of grace. And I thank you for it, Father. I believe that I am born again. And that I have eternal life through you. Lord, transform me. Renew me, change me. I lay everything at your feet. I'm yours, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And Ephesians 2, 19 says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So welcome, beautiful. You know, it's time to celebrate. Your name is in the scroll of life. As long as you believe it in your heart that God, that Jesus really died for your sins, and you confess that you're not perfect, which is, he doesn't expect you to be. He knows that you're just dust. He knows that you have things um, 
things that's happened to you that maybe cause you to do certain things and he understands he really just wants to have a relationship with you and he's so happy that you said yes to him today and it doesn't matter how many times you may have rededicated your life honestly if you're someone that may have done it a couple of times and you may just feel like you keep falling back into the same habits and certain patterns and you don't know how to break free and you keep rededicating and then doing it again and and again he honors that he wants you to continue to try because this walk is not a linear line it's not easy but it's so worth it and it's the only thing that actually makes you feel whole inside and a lot of times I think that this life sucks anyway (laughs) and that may sound morbid and I'm trying to work on being positive but life can be hard at times life by itself can be hard at times like you don't need to help life at all life will mess you up on its own but if that's the case then I'd rather do it with God like it's not easy even without God you know what I mean like and that's not to say go ahead and try it because listen don't go looking for yourself because God already seen it all but this life is hard regardless so if you're shying away because the wall can be hard this world this life is hard already why not do it with God not do it with God I want to do it with God and as much as I fail sometimes I know that he still loves me I know he's still refining me I know that he's still working in me and I'm so happy that you became a brother or sister in Christ with me today because that is the best thing that you can ever do and I tell you whenever you feel sad just lean on God do not lean on your own do not lean on your own understanding lean on God and he will do everything for you he really he really got your back he's the true ride or die and you're never too far gone do not listen to the lies of the enemy okay you are not your actions you're not your past you're not your traumas god loves you regardless of anything even when you may not obey him he loves you but there are consequences to sin that he's trying to protect us from there are doors that he doesn't want us to open because he knows how hard it is going to be for us to stop ignorance is bliss when god tells you no take it Take it and understand that you saying yes or going ahead and trying it for yourself is just going to put you in a worse position than before. But God is never going to stop trying to help you even in that state because he still knocks on my door being like, hey, we're not going to do this today. We're not going to do this today because he is constant. He is faithful. He is holy. I love you guys, and I hope you have a great night whenever you're listening to this. Um, A great day or a great night whenever you're listening to this. Just remember that God loves you, and I love you, and have a blessed evening or whatever. (laughs) Bye.